Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Mac Show. I'm Jeff Gamut. I'm your interim host, sitting in for you and Rankin. And um, uh, here's the thing: if you don't show up for the pre-show, you miss all kinds of stuff. Like we we did essentially a whole show before we even got to the point where I say hello, everyone, and welcome to the Mac Show. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's already oh, been a great yeah. morning and uh, and we're just now starting the show and we'll, we'll see if we can uh, can actually do something as good now as we did before the show started. But, you know, no pressure. Yeah, no pressure. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, well, there's something before the before the start of the show. I can't guarantee it was good. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Um, Me too. Yeah. So anyhow, well, we are here. I'm excited to be here with everyone. I'm already having a great morning. And uh, um, so let's see who's here with us. Uh, ben, how are you? I am fantastic, Jeff. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> and uh, and uh, apparently bouncy Patrice. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 I wanted to disappear. I was like, I'm not here. No, and and appearing (laughs) just now, Patrice. No, I'm 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 good. I'm good. Um, it's Friday. I have a ton of work. I'm traveling to Lisbon on Sunday, so yay. Um, yeah, busy, 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 but good. Weather is crap, but who cares? Awesome. I'm working from home, so yeah. Well, um, working from home just. As we all yeah. should be able to do if we want. Exactly. Unless you're Dave Ginsburg. Yeah, he's working from a CIA black site. Yes. I am. <laughs> and Dave could yep, he... tell us where he is, but then he'd have to kill us. Yep, that's, that's true. But first, he would have to find us. Well, luckily, Dave is high enough oh. up the food chain that he has <laughs> people for that. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Shit. <laughs> so, yeah, so all he has to do is say, these people don't come back until they're gone <laughs> and then a couple days later all these people show back up again and dave doesn't even have to ask because they know how to do their job that was true okay. speaking of how are you dave we really love I you please don't fabulous. kill us i am fabulous <laughs> we're glad glad to be here and uh, uh it's friday and yes i'm in my undisclosed location uh working and uh and it's uh it's it's, it's good to be here Yes. Awesome. Well, it is great that you that you're here. Yes. Yeah. And uh <clears throat> excuse me. And Chuck, how are you? I am great. I am here with good friends and it's Friday and life is pretty much pretty good. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we have uh thanks to Dave's hard work. We have lots that we can talk about today. There was a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There was a surprisingly. So when, when I say Dave's more work, today, what I mean is, is that Dave is so generous that he lets us just take his show notes from In Touch with iOS so that okay. uh, we already know what the top stories are. And uh, so uh, we'll see how many of the of these stories we can get through before we have to wrap up. Um so first up, 
let's talk about Apple's announcement that iMessage is getting some um, um, kick-ass new security. Yeah, post-quantum security updates. Which sounds like it's straight out of Star Trek. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Yeah, kind of. So the yeah. so the gist of this is, if uh, if I've if I've got this correct, Apple is uh, is going to start using a new type of encryption in uh, for iMessages, where it's um, um, like quantum level security where the the keys will periodically change for for each conversation so there's there's no way that a uh, a conversation with current technology can be hacked into and decrypted and uh, and then you would still be able to use that same key to that you just cracked to be able to continue reading the messages in that conversation because the key is going to change at some point. So, or maybe it's more likely, I'm kind of sp spitballing here. It's more likely by the time you could figure out what the key is, it's already changed. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, for, yeah, partially. So, so I mean, in general, like rekeying and so on, that that's like, we've been doing this for years. So yeah, that's part of it. Thank you, there's rekeying. Where keys get changed periodically, that that's not has nothing to do with quantum computing at all. The difference is that that let's say the algorithms we're using, let's say the most common algorithms we're using. I mean, all well, all encryption algorithms rely on some level on math. It's it's all math, mm -hmm. and. Math is really complicated and really complex, and with our normal, that, that's why algorithms change every now and then and get more complex, and so on, because our computers get better, and then we have to, yeah, improve them because otherwise it just it gets faster and faster to crack them. And once you have the key, you can go back, and at least read the messages that were encrypted with that key. So it's also about long term like reliability, mm -hmm. and. Like, you know, because like the, the stuff that was encrypted in the 80s with encryption from the 80s, we can probably read today because it's it was back then really complicated. Computers were really bad. But today, I mean, our smartphones have enough computing power probably to to guess the key and crack the key at some point. Like, mm -hmm. So not a big not a big deal. So so part of it is also long term. Okay, if I if I store the message today, how long until the computers are fast enough that I can actually read the message. So that, that's part of it. Um, and with quantum computers, you have quantum computers are, well, still math, but different kind of math. Like, you know, we have computers that's mm -hmm. binary, but quantum computers have quantum states. So they can have like between one and zero, like basically an infinite number of states. So, and that makes them way better at particular kinds of math and especially math that is that can crack things because that's quite straightforward. So that's kind of what we've been researching. Okay, how can we, how can we encrypt things that are also in a longer term, not just right now, but also longer term, still quantum safe. And that's exactly one of the things that we're introducing here.
So the rekeying is part of it because every, you should change your keys every now and then and you need to be able to exchange them securely and so on. Mm -hmm. That's part of it because then that means if even if you crack one, like that's part of that, like if you crack one key, you still can't read everything. But that's only part of that. So we're getting, we're going into this now, like quantum safe rekeying basically. All right. When I was as, as of today, we'll see. When I was laying in bed last night, not able to fall asleep, like so many nights, um, <laughs> I, I was laying there and I was thinking about this whole thing. And I'm not getting, at least yet, how without a quantum computer, we can create cryptographic codes that a quantum computer cannot solve. Well, we have quantum computers. Yeah, but we're doing but this it's the on same, our iPhones. It, yeah, but the 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 thing is, it, it's like, it like the the protocol. It's always it is always easier, like computing wise, easier to trade or encrypt something because you have the key, you have the the algorithm, you have everything. So all you have to do is run this basically through the math and then you have the result the encrypted result it is harder to crack it because you don't have the inputs like you don't have the the, the encrypted sure. the encryption key and all of that and that's harder to do so it's it's like thinking like how can i equate that like to simple like real world easy encryption it's kind of like yeah, it's kind of like I mean, old, really old encryption, like uh, like Caesars or whatever, like shifting shifting letters. If you know what the like, if you take your message and you know, okay, I derive it by whatever shifting every letter by two, mm -hmm. two letters in the alphabet, and the alphabet is the like English or Latin alphabet, which is also important. Which alphabet are you using? Mm -hmm. Then you can very easily yourself without a computer do that, right? Super easy. Mm -hmm. And then someone gets that message and he doesn't, first he doesn't know what encryption you've used and then he doesn't know how, by how much did you shift it. So you have to figure that out first and that is harder, right? Because you have mm -hmm. to try everything until you figure, oh, it was two. Okay, fine. And now, it, it, I mean, that, that's a super easy encryption. Anybody could crack in, in like a couple of minutes probably. By, I mean, with a computer even in, in milliseconds. But it's, I think it's an example. Like, so it's easy for you to encrypt it. It's easy for the other side to decrypt it if they know what you did. Like, do you tell them, hey, like, to do this, shift it by two, you're done. Like, super easy. Anybody can do that. But the person who doesn't know that has to guess. And that makes it hard. And the harder it is, the better is the encryption. Okay. So in this mm -hmm. case, it's not about we are creating encryption keys with quantum technology. It's oh. we are creating. Um, uh, mathematical problems yes, that, that are, are going to be so complex that yeah. a, even a quantum computer without the missing pieces of information can't yes. fill it in and yeah. won't can't be just able to figure it. it out. Yeah, it's it's simply, a, it, it's harder math that a quantum computer even takes some, takes long enough that it's not, a, that it's not feasible mm -hmm. to do it. it with that current and somewhat predicted technologies. And that's how a lot of encryption keys actually get cracked. Like usually someone finds a shortcut somewhere 
that makes it now that makes the math all of a sudden easier and then the computers get better and then you're like okay now it's super easy to do so half of the time that's what happens someone find like some crazy mathematician finds some shortcut that now of the sudden it's, it's feasible to do that yeah and i'm saying all of this i'm not a hundred percent in the topic like i'm i i downloaded the um the papers, the scientific papers behind it that, that Apple has posted. And I'm going to read them, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to have some level, even for me with computer science and everything, some level of difficulty understanding what they actually do. So it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, everyone else is just like so silent. Yeah. It, you're it's... encrypted, all of you. <laughs> you're all encrypted. No. Yeah. yeah. So, and we but don't it's, even it's have really the, good. the keys to decrypt. Yeah. I mean, we simply have to we have to face reality. Quantum computers are out there. And you can bet that certain at least the NSA for example in the US probably has somewhere quantum computers they're in the forefront of encryption anyway have mm -hmm. been for a long time. So you can bet they have it. I bet all the other government agencies all around the world, the big ones, China and so on, probably also have one. Who knows who else? Universities, there's a couple. So you can you can bet there is there is computers out there that can crack more things than we would currently imagine. All right. How long before a government somewhere says, uh-uh, you can't do that, Apple. That's that's not permitted. <laughs> What time is it? Exactly. Yeah. I think that already happened. Yes. I mean, I mean yeah. we have that discussion with standard encryption end to end already. So mm -hmm. it's not, not a surprise. Yeah. Think of think of the children. Oh yeah. I hate to be that flip about it, but you know, it just it it's starting mm -hmm. to feel very transparent. Yes. You know, that at the end of the day, I mean encryption works for the good guys, encryption works for the bad guys. It's just like everything else, you know, something, some can, things can be weaponized, things can be misused, things can be used for, for good and things can be used maliciously and encryption is no different. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and um, I always say that, like, I, I like to play the, the devil's advocate in, in this case. I understand also the side of wanting this access especially from like Western world perspectives. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, like I understand there's a, there's a, I think valid need for that. It's just, it's a, it's a compromise that we have to have. And there's other ways to be honest, but different story. Well, Teresa, I don't know that it's, I, I'm not sure compromise is the word I would pick because it, again, <laughs> it's, it's a level playing field. It's not the playing field that has been in place for years where where you know the intelligence services could wiretap or you know basically get around the security put in place by the oh, people they, they were attempting to surveil to, well oh, to some degree can. you know to some degree but this is one avenue that's being closed off uh, yes and no because it's still encrypted on on each end so yes, in between, and anybody who reads it in between can't do anything with it, but the ends are still available. And honestly, that's where most of the information these days comes from. Mm -hmm. And that's still there. 
So, but my my point was about a compromise. It's like on from our perspective, it's a compromise on what do we allow for those services to do their job, the job that we gave them, we as citizens. And where do we draw the line and say, okay, and this is this is too too far, right? No, like everything is encrypted. No access probably also doesn't work, right? But I said that's probably a long and political discussion. Like worldwide, like this is not unique to a single country. Yeah. All right. I'm going to keep us moving because I want to hit as many of these stories as we can because there are yeah, go for it. a lot this week. Okay. So next one, as long as we're on the, the privacy and security thing, Trojan horse on iOS. Hey. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> so, so the, the deal here is that, um, is that, um, bad guys have developed a Trojan horse app that uh, that runs on iOS and will um, uh, capture your face so that uh, they can they can uh, spoof face ID and uh, and it's being used right now apparently to break into people's bank accounts and yeah so this is out in the wild and it's it's very limited where it is right now and if i bothered to reread the article so i could remember everything i'd be able to tell you where it's being exploited i want to say singapore but yeah. i'm not certain on that and yeah, i think they said vietnam and singapore yeah okay okay so yay me i remembered something um <laughs> and uh, vietnam and, and thailand Vietnam and Thailand. Okay. So I did not remember. Well, but Chuck, thanks for the validation. Um, so anyhow, uh, this is not something that you get through the app store. It takes advantage or it exploits the fact that, um, that you can sideload apps through, uh, it, um, the, like the, the biz, the wow words hard, the business thing where where companies test can flight. do their own provisioning. No, that's not MDM. Test that's oh. not what this uh, one's doing. Excuse me. Yeah, no, no test. So test flight, like test flight, is one way to distribute this, but um, it goes through some checks as well. Um, but there is also the um, what's it called? Uh, MDM. There, well, MDM is the is a technology. No, it's it's got it has a it has a it has a name enterprise something store. I think I always forget what the what the Apple term for it is. That, but there's basically a business. There's a business. Oh. There's a business store where companies can distribute apps internally, basically, for their employees, and that that's the one okay. that has also Good checks. Job. But yeah, hmm. but clearly something was getting through that um yeah because if it's unknown then like there's nothing that can detect it or it's very hard mm -hmm, right. at least to detect it so yeah so for someone to to have this app on their phone they would either have to intentionally go and seek it out or be tricked into going to the the enterprise app installation system to put it yeah. on your phone or get it through test flight 
They, they, yeah, I think, I mean, what they mostly did was, I think this, what I see in your article, they either convinced victims to install a MDM profile, which is, which then connects them to that store and allows the, the attacker to push apps to, to phones, because that's one of the MDM capabilities that companies mm -hmm. can push apps on their, on their uh, managed devices and, uh, or get them simply to click a link and then have test like they get invited to test flight and then install it themselves basically, um, which was I think um, was shut down. So sure. the test flight part was shut down. So they moved on to MDM. I mean, it's a normal thing. Mm -hmm. They just find another way to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And this is exactly the thing that Apple that Apple says why why um, like side loading is so dangerous because in, on Android that's exactly what's happening. I mean, either it's in the store because they're not as good at like scanning um, or they're simply sideloaded. Mm -hmm. Now to, to get hit with this, there was definitely some uh, um, human engineering involved because you had to yes. trick someone yeah. into mm -hmm. installing this. And... Yeah. But anybody can, can fall for this. Sure. Like yeah. we're, we, we are not immune for like from, from any of this. It might be less susceptible, but we're not immune. Are we, are we surprised that this is uh, this hasn't hit into the United States yet? I mean, it's you have you know Vietnam yes. and Thailand. Um, is it surprising that that this hasn't hit here, the United States, or even UK or Austria for that matter? A little bit, yes. I would have expected I have a that. Hypothesis. Okay. Well, I, I mean. So my all right, my hypothesis is that um, you start with tests to prove viability for your attack in a in a place where you feel it's going to be easier for you to to do that. Um, also, if you are someone who is in a place where you have access to different banking things, like if you let's say you're you live in thailand where are you most likely to start your um your scam efforts there because you know the area but i i have a feeling a lot of this has to do with testing out what they're doing and uh and then try it in other areas yeah and and i'm honestly i'm pretty sure they have been a million, billion, gazillion attempts at this. And we just, maybe the first time we're hearing about this. Because this is an mm -hmm. obvious thing to do. It's really interesting. Um, Papich says in the chat, like, it's funny that this appears as side loading is becoming available on the iPhone in EU. Not really. Because even with the EU regulation, the new rules from Apple, the app still has to go through a certified app store that Apple allowed. Mm -hmm. um, and it has to be scanned and reviewed and notarized by Apple still. So it's still different. Not mm -hmm. site loading where you can just take it willy-nilly any app, which test flight, to be fair, is also not, but still went, got to at some point. So interesting. It's also interesting what the app does. Like, I mean, the, the headline is crap, but it's not, it has nothing to do with Face ID, but yeah, right, if the you... old headline... Yeah, I was going to say they they have a revision there saying it doesn't yeah, capture face ID. It yes. captures facial recognition information. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It basically so. scans your face and and through that then 
built a like AI deep fake of you somehow. Mm-hmm. But you know, here here we which go. is actually really clever. It is. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, and and so there's always going to be someone that figures something out and you know, it's going to make headlines, but now Apple knows about it, so now Apple can along with everybody else that this cuz it it looks like this started on Android, big surprise. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it was ported over to the, to the iPhone, to the, to mm-hmm. iOS. So, you know, now everybody knows about it. They're going to be combating it. So the bad guys, you know, may have a slight window of opportunity here, but you know, it's, it's going to be addressed. It's it's not like any other, it's not unlike any other security breach we've seen. Yeah, but, but here's, here's the thing on that. Um, number one it is a social engineering attack, which has proven most definitely to be the hardest to defend against because, well, because people are, yeah, because people. Um, the other part is, um, honestly, to, to, uh, to completely protect against this. Uh, you basically have to fun- shut down functions required for businesses to operate in a secure function, which is that I know that's ironic. <laughs> yeah. And, well, and and you're right, Ben. The whole thing about social engineering—that's the part that is so difficult to to uh, protect against, because it is it's. The the horror stories that I've heard from from people who were taken in by social engineering scams, mm-hmm. and people that that uh, normally you would think they would never fall for something like that, and and yet it happens if it's if if it's done well enough, at some point you can trick anyone. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, this this is a security problem, and uh, and no doubt uh, this will continue to be uh, to be thrown around by uh, by people that think Apple sucks or or blogs and news sites that want to uh, want to capitalize on on clicks. Um, but that I think good. yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, and actually, I brought this up last night on In Touch with iOS. Tom's Guide has a long track record of being anti-Apple, and they they love to slam on Apple. So any chance that they get to do that, they they do, and uh, and they like to spin things like this in the worst possible light. So, um, yeah, Tom's Guide, they're of course with their track record. They presented this the way they did, which actually isn't as bad as the way they've presented some things. Um, so this is a, a serious issue. However, it is a, a very limited zero-day exploit. And uh, my guess is by the time it has the potential to become a bigger problem, Apple will already have uh, uh, something in place to help protect from this sort of attack in the future. So there we go. All right. I'm keeping us moving. Just like I said. 
And uh, all right. So <laughs> yeah, keep it moving. Keep it moving. All right. Next up, uh, Ben, I Rex. wanted to include this one just for you. Um, Xbox games. Microsoft is saying that, no, they're actually not going to port Xbox games to iOS, at least not right now. So, can anybody, see, the can, anybody, is... can anybody see the tears going down my hip, my cheek? <laughs> and, and the reasoning for it seems to be like money, like that they don't think they can make enough money on the platform. Where I'm like, have you seen the amount of money that's made with games on the App Store? Well, there, there's a difference between Candy Crush and, and well, Halo. But I, I think the reason is is not iOS. The reason is that their own hardware is also not making a lot of money. And if they do that to, to iOS, then there's even less money there. I mean, honestly, I mean, Microsoft just put uh, Xbox exclusives on the PS5 and Switch. So, I mean, Microsoft has kind of gotten the, the idea that the future of platforms is less software or is more software and less hardware. But I mean, honestly, this is just another in the example of Apple treating games like they're just other apps. And as long as, sure. yeah, as long as they treat games like they're apps instead of a different type of storytelling, a different type of media, um every all the great work their hardware and OS teams did to make Apple's platforms better for gaming uh that will go well, relatively unreal yeah, yeah I was gonna say relatively unrealized I mean mm. quite frankly um the app store is not optimized for the kind of files file sizes that games have That's i mean true. we've seen it where death stranding where it's either glacially slow to download or won't download it download at all well or they can't even upload it because there's also a limit how big your app can be yeah yeah oh, and yep. yeah and it, you also have twice have to have twice the storage available I mean, no. th this is all great when you're dealing with relatively small productivity apps. I mean, if you well, have it, casual if you have games eight, where it's not not so bad. Yeah, yeah. If you have like five, six, eight gigabytes, and you need sixteen to unpack it, you you're you're not going to run into do any issues with that, most likely. When you're dealing with eighty gigabytes, yeah, there's going to be some issues, and. I mean, instead of going, the policy is a policy of the policy. Apple needs to sit down with Microsoft. They need to sit down with Valve. They need to sit down with EA and, yeah, Epic, uh, and come out with, go together. Like, okay, guys, how can we fix this? No, I think step one is Apple needs to hire someone in like a, somewhere in the management area who understands that games are a different type of media. Yeah. Different type and of that's... storytelling and not an app. Yeah. And, and 
and I and I am saying this with reverence for everything the all that he has done for Apple the last 30 years, that isn't Phil Schiller. No. No. But I mean you see in under the hood, as you said, there is a ton of stuff that that the teams in the background are doing because there is probably a ton of gamers in the especially mm -hmm. in like developers and lower ranks for sure. Yeah, there is a, quite an overlap that. between yeah there's quite an overlap on the on the developer level between gamers and, and developers but yeah it doesn't trickle out mm -hmm. so question and first of all i'm i'm a known I'm I'm a known non-fan of Microsoft, so that's not what this is. This question. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad I was sitting down. So so and I and I'm way outside my comfort area here because I'm not a gamer. But how is it that Microsoft is not bringing some of these games when to to the the iOS and iPadOS platforms when we see some so much incredibly sophisticated stuff by other publishing houses coming to those platforms is it uh, i i, I hesitate I, I don't know any other any other way to say this is it lack of competency and how to code for it or is it just that these games are just so ridiculously massive that they they just won't fit on an iphone i mean because i that that's kind of what i'm hearing between the the lines when i see you know some of the the amazing things out there and then somebody says well we can't put them on an iphone uh, you know, really? Educate me, I, please. I think they definitely can. The hardware is there. Um, this is basically on on the App Store side. This is on uh, game relations side. Because okay. I mean, when it comes to the bare bones, um, basically they can code one one game. And have it basically deliverable to uh, iPhone, iPad, Mac, Apple TV, and Vision. But it's... Uh, I mean, honestly, they need to have a game relations team. They need to have a separate game st store where the, where the uh, download servers are... Uh, more optimized for those for smaller for less downloads of, of uh, larger files and quite frankly they need to they need to start talking to people because I mean as a gamer I'm I mean we pr we predominantly buy through Steam I mean, if Apple were to get that same universal purchase and come up to an agreement with Valve where you could get your all your Steam library through the Mac, or well, I mean, mm -hmm. you can't get through the Mac, through your iPhone, your iPad, that would change things considerably overnight. It would make the platform a lot more viable to the point where Apple doesn't have to court AAA games. They'll just be there. Because there's a pro there's profit to be made. All right. See, I, I'm keeping us moving. 
because there's like <laughs> one more that I want to hit. Before... One more thing. Okay. <laughs> one more thing. And, uh, and, and this one, Dave, I definitely want to make sure we get your opinion on this. Yep. And this, this one is the news that Apple just released a sports app. And, uh, and clearly I am the most qualified person to talk about this. <laughs> so there's a sports app, which means you can do sports things and, uh, and sports on, uh, iOS. And yeah, uh, this, yeah. This, Go ahead, is, Dave. this is, this is definitely interesting. Um, it, it's, it's definitely a work in progress because, uh, uh, a lot of sports aren't in here yet. Um, well, yeah. but obviously we got the, like for, in uh, hockey, the NHL, and you have basketball in the NBA. It, it really all it does is it's really aggregating the, uh, the the sports scores and you get stats. And it's similar to like a, uh, another app called Sports Alerts that I been, have been using. Um, I'm kind of seeing uh, kind of a trend here. But uh, I think Apple just wanted to get it out there because they realize how how uh, popular sports are and have, have a platform like this. You know they've they've partnered with MLS for for uh, Major League Soccer. This will be their second year now with the the exclusive partner for showing all of the MSL uh, mm -hmm. games. Um, so uh, why not get into this? Um, but it definitely is a work in progress. There's just it it's kind of wonky the way you have to navigate things. Um, but it does have some some of the the European leagues in here as well, the Premier League and and. Uh, even has college basketball, which is very popular here in the United States. Mm -hmm. um, so you can actually narrow it down to whatever, whatever different leagues you like. Um, so like uh, the Big Ten is very popular, uh, but the, it'll show all your games. It gives you the uh, the betting lines and uh, and the, the uh, what time it's going to be. So it's basically just an information aggregator, but also you can uh, you can keep tracking of score of of the scores while they're happening live too. Um, I can see this to expand even further because you know Apple has had been already using Dynamic Island as something that uh, uh, gives uh, sports scores availability in some other apps that you can just see your sports score going on at the same time. I would not be all surprised that that's being looked at right now with this app. Mm -hmm. I take advantage of, of bringing the eyeballs to to Apple's content, uh, but a good a good start um, and, and and Apple backing it is is a, an added plus. So um, that's pretty much my opinion. I, I would. Say Ben probably will have an opinion of this too, since we're both 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 sports fans. Oh yes, we're 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 both Chicago sports fans, so we're Chicago too. Yep. Um. Honestly, I see this as a first step to it. I honestly think this is eventually going to be for sports. Uh, what the TV app is for video files. Yep. Yep, N not only as a place to find the scores, but I think eventually it will be you find any live sports there uh, that you currently find in the TV tab or the sports tab of TV. I think it's going to be. Yeah, I think it's just going to be that sports hub. Yep, agreed. And Patrice, as your comment here. <laughs> I mean, you, you you for for women's sports you get Caitlin Clark. What more? What more do you need? <laughs> yeah. Go Hawks! So until they put golf on, I'm not really interested. But that said, um, how 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 difficult is it going to be to get uh, cooperation from 
the various services. Ben, when you when you say you know that you'll get all the sports and it'll be like yeah. the TV, are you are you saying that it, you'll be able to find out where something is being broadcast or carried? Um, because I, I think that I think that's going to be part of it. But yeah. I mean, right now, when you have kind of like what in what's in what's next, uh, kind of your your sports will be there. Um, it's kind of less direct. But if you can just go over to a sports app, you can just find it all right there. Yeah. I'll, I'll also say interesting that, you know, I uh, for Major League Baseball and uh, OB, it brought that in right away when I first uh, downloaded and installed this app because you, if I go into manage, it actually, it actually brought all my sports teams over because it picked up somewhere where it knew all my Chicago sports teams. It it, it was just MLB because yeah. Uh, yeah. you probably put that started. in the Apple TV app at some point. Yeah. So it yeah, probably, yeah. that's probably where I pulled it is probably yeah. from the, app, from the yeah. Apple TV app. So, yep. Yep. There, yeah. There, there's a new kind of, uh, for lack of a better term, sports kit where it shares that information between TV news and sports. Yeah. Yeah. So, which means yeah. if I go to my uh, my news app, I will probably get ten thousand stories about Caleb Williams. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, what's the value in Apple doing this? More, I, I'm just setting it up. So, so no, no, yeah, ready. more, more, <laughs> more visibility with Apple and sports. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah, really more good. integration, more integration. Probably a data, yeah, yeah, data source. I think in the background, the data is probably anyway there. The beta data source for Siri and so on. Because they partner, I mean, they partner with MLB. I mean, MLB they have their Friday night baseball going on, so yeah. that's that's another piece that Apple's involved with. And then the MLS, like yeah. I mentioned earlier, that's those are going to be the prominent sports that probably for now. But you noticeably, and the NFL is missing, but the season just ended, so I'm sure that's going to get brought over time. In the season, yeah, in time. So this this app's definitely a work in progress. It's not anywhere near some of the other apps that I've used, as I specifically mentioned. Um, sports alerts is, is, is a, is a pretty, it's a pretty good app that I use that, uh, gives the, the scores and, you know, the, the betting lines and a lot of, a lot of uh, interesting information, but the interface on that one isn't anyone as near as nice as the, what Apple did so far with this, uh, Apple sports. Jeff, I, you know, you're, it's an interesting question. I feel like this could be another one of those examples that where Apple's playing the long game. Where they start out, they focus on those sports that they've already partnered with, and then start to build and start to, you know, add value to this app so that when they go back to the table to negotiate with the NFL or any of the other sports leagues, mm -hmm. that they have something extra to offer that is already in the palm of people's people's hands and mm -hmm. is integrated with with what Apple offers. So that in theory maybe the leagues could send out original content or specific content yeah. through that app. So it, I, I guess I, if I'm looking way ahead, I could see a lot that could be done with this app. I'm not sure that it, it applies to me because I'm not, I, I have a very limited sports interest yeah. in just a couple and a couple of different sports. But when I look at it's, there's so much information it, out there that yeah. I mean, look look at what ESPN it, has a, done. ES, ESPN yeah. has made made a business yeah. of of sports talk and sports rumors and sports mm. speculation. And it's sports it's betting. Out there. 
sports mm-hmm. betting. I mean, it's worse than the mm-hmm. tech web, you know, as far as the rumors and, and all that stuff. Yeah. It's, 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 it's in the same vein as the news app, as the stocks app and so on. I mean, you could say, like, why need, does Apple need a stocks app? Why does Apple need a news app? Like, you could say, okay, what's in it for them? But it's it's for them... Yeah, it's it's something that people are interested in and where they can I think bring their own like approach and their own like integrations to to the people who care. And there's plenty of people who care about sports. So I think that's an obvious like value. And and that yeah. totally makes sense. I mean we're we're yeah. talking about Apple wanting to do things that make its ecosystem more enticing and engaging for customers because that's how you're going to keep and get new customers and then you link it to your services and then you make money through that there you go yeah i I mean not only that but uh apple just came out with a brand new partnership between their beats division uh and mls which i don't think is going to be the last time beats isn't involved in a major sports league i think apple potentially sees a kind of user that they can get through basically sports friendly brands and they're going for it mm-hmm. it, it, it makes sense uh, much like tsa host makes sense there you go. And why is it that TSO hosts make sense? Because you need to buy domain names. You need to have web hosting and you need that to be affordable and reliable. And it uh, turns out that's what TSO hosts does. And we know they do these things well because they're taking the services that they offer and then giving them to the uh to the British Tech Network so that we can live stream shows to you every single week. The bandwidth it takes to do that is uh, kind of crazy. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, then they're giving us the web hosting space we need. So there's a place for the website to live. They're giving us server space so that there's a place for all the show files to live. So you can watch or listen to episodes whenever you want. All of this takes a lot of resources. And it's beyond what we would be able to manage to pull together on our own. So TSA Hosts is being super generous, giving back to the community, and uh, and supporting us by giving us those uh, those resources so we can do what we do and bring you content every single week. So we really appreciate it. And uh, And I feel like not just because I should, but because I want to. I'm saying thank you. TSO hosts for being here and supporting the British Tech Network. Now, what uh, what I would love for everyone else to do is go out on social media and thank TSO hosts for being here because they are being super generous and uh, and it's important that we let them know that we appreciate what they're doing to help keep the network up and running. So please go online, give TSO hosts some 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 love, and uh, thanks again, TSO hosts. Um, now. Since they're being so generous, they thought, hey, why don't we get even more generous and uh, and let's give everyone a discount. So let's say you're ready to buy a domain name um, or you need to get web hosting or you want to get both, whatever. Get all that stuff in your cart and then add the discount code BTN15. 
and you'll get 20% off your order. So they're being generous by supporting the, the whole British tech network, but then also by giving a special discount to all of you because you're part of the BTN family. So again, thank you, TSO hosts. And now comes the part where instead of me learning how to do something myself, I asked Patrice <laughs> to help me out. Do you mind telling people about the chat, please? Of course. Um, so we have a really cool chat room, live chat, um, where like when we are recording this very show, you can join in, you can talk to each other, you can talk to us, you can see the links we're posting for the stories and other interesting tidbits that we find for cool things that are coming up. Like literally, there's a, there's a really wealth of information there. Uh, today, for example, we have Bob Beach also in there um, and, and some other people that I'm seeing in the chat. So it's 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 quite a quite a fun, fun little thing to have. And all you have to do when we are recording this very show, which is Fridays, 4 p.m. UK time for the Mac show. And by the way, we have a second show, the big show. Don't know if you've heard of it, but if you haven't, Thursdays, 7 p.m. UK time, we record the big show, which is about general like non-Apple tech. So today is Apple. And then we have another one where we talk about space and computer chips and gaming and cars and yeah, what like basically anything. Like anything else that's happening in the world, Android, Windows, for sure. Like all of the, the big players, Google, Facebook, Meta, like all of it. Um, yeah, and all you have to do is head over to chat.britishtechnetwork.com and you're in. You can talk to us. That's how easy it is. But let's say you are listening to us in like in the recorded form. I don't know. You're busy. You just don't care. You don't care. You don't want to. That's totally fine. Like it's no judgment. Uh, everybody can listen to this show however they want. Like you can listen to us in like your favorite podcast player of choice that I think, I mean, I listen to tons of podcasts so that, that are live recorded. I just don't have the time to do it. So it's totally fine. You can still get to the chat transcript. So we have a little bot in our chat. It's not the Chuck bot. It's the BTN <laughs> chat bot. And uh, if like it, it records everything, it, that that is being said in there and then puts it up on our website. So if you head over to chat to britishtechnetwork.com forward slash chat and the, the, tell the friendly calendar that pops up that you want to see today's date, which is February 23rd, 2024, February 23rd, 2024. And if you tell it that uh, by picking the date in the calendar, it will show you everything that we talked about today. And if you put in any other date, like in the past, somewhere between, I think, June 2nd, 2015, and today, it will show you that date. So that's how easy that part is. Awesome. Thank you for doing that. And uh, and now it's time for cool things. And it looks like... Uh, um, ben cheated. Oh. Ben, <laughs> ben cheated. But yes. it's there first. So, okay, Ben... Tell us about your cool thing. Uh, first, uh, I always cheat. That's true. <laughs> Two. Okay. And we still love Everybody you, know, knows about those cool Insta 360s that mm -hmm. uh, Dave and Chuck are sporting. Mm -hmm. Imagine if you had one of those for your iPhone. 
Well, mm -hmm. you don't have to imagine anymore because it's actually available and shipping to buy. Um, nice. The very not the very descriptive but not imaginative auto tracking stand pro with dock kits. Uh I mean, what can I say? It's 180 bucks, uh, which I believe is is less than the Insta 360. You put the thing you put the thing on the stand via uh MagSafe and mm -hmm. your iPhone just follows you around. That sounds scary. It does it follows you around? Yeah. <laughs> and you just yeah. tap and go too, which is really cool. Yeah. yeah. It's really oh, cool. Yeah. yeah, it's got I mean five you need hours. an iPhone with, with MagSafe, otherwise it doesn't work, or a yeah. case that can that adds MagSafe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I'm th I'm thinking you probably need genuine MagSafe because uh -huh. I think the MagSafe Mag MagSafe MagSafe handoff is mm -hmm. what activates the dock. Ah, true. Mm. Yeah, probably. Hmm. All right. So well, cool. I have to say, as someone who has, as of late, not been a particularly big fan of Belkin products. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is pretty cool. And I hope to, I hope we start seeing stuff like this from other manufacturers. It, it is cool. And uh yeah, we I, I'm with you. We need to see other companies doing stuff like this too. Didn't we see this in one of Apple's promo yeah. videos? Yeah. Okay. Yes, yeah, so, this, this is this this was a really big deal when it was announced. Still a big deal now. All right. Cool. Cool. Okay. And then Dave, tell us about your cool thing. Well, this is just about to be released. It's, uh, it's supposed to ship next month in March. Well, our, our friends at Elgato has come up with a prompter. This is the first all-in-one creator's teleprompter. Um, this uh, allows you to attach this to a webcam and uh, allows you to have precise uh, prompting of uh, of um, of things you got to stay away you're on when you're on this camera you also could put your chat room in there if, if you're uh, if you're doing a podcast and be able to do this but uh this is probably one of the more ingenious ones i've seen I and mean, there's there's so many of them out there but this one is it looks like it's just really compact and nice and um i'm pretty impressed with this and uh i'm, I'm i might be pre-ordering this because <laughs> it's uh it's a really cool device uh and it just yeah, it just mounts right at the top of you can put it on a tripod or you can uh, mount it to, above your monitor and and, and it allows you to have full eye contact to the webcam as well as have the prompter right there for you as well as being able to reach out rooms and, and other things um so uh check it out elgato makes great stuff i mean it matches nicely with your stream deck uh and uh yeah it's going to be out next month Elgato does make really nice stuff yeah they do yeah. they do hmm. And All quite right. frankly, this is something I wish would have existed 10 years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, because the stuff that th this does, well, I pretty much had to jury rig it. Right. A lot of people did. Mm-hmm. I'm still jury rigging it. Like, right now, <laughs> I have my, uh, my webcam on... Uh, uh, plexicam hanging yes. down in front of my display 
So yep. when I'm looking at my zoom window, it's behind the plexicam, so I can look like this. Yeah, right. It's actually a good yeah. idea. But you know what that means, Jeff? Yeah, it means you need to give me that credit card. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Uh, well, check it out in March. All right. Yep, that looks pretty fracking cool. Does. Uh, okay. So um let's see patrice your turn yeah so my google thing is a it's an app um it's an app for mac os or actually mac os windows and ios it's called reaper so i'm i'm on the hunt currently for a like for podcast editing tool um and i've used like i've used um adobe audition for like a very long time big fan of, of their tools but i'm using about like half a percent of what it can do and or i think it's like 20 bucks a month that's uh, that's a lot for the few podcasts that i actually do edit so it's like maybe one or two a month at most um so it's kind of not not really, let's say, commercially viable and also kind of overkill to do that. Um, and on the other side, there's like, I think, uh, Audacity, which is not doing a job for me. It's free, sure, great tool, but not doing the job. And I used for like many years on my iPad, um, Ferrite, which is a great mm -hmm. app, and I still love it. But I'm running into the problem that I want to kind of divorce this from my iPad because I'm kind of getting ready to get rid of my iPad when I get a Vision Pro or slowly getting rid of it. I'll just not replace it. You're weaning yourself um, off. Exactly. So I'm like, ah, and Ferrite is simply not on the Mac. Promised for years, never happened. So I'm like, I would buy Ferrite on the Mac right away. Um, so I was looking around and Googling and, and, and or not Googling, the search engineing and asked Jeff for recommendations and found like a lot of things that I've tried there. I mean, there's like Logic Pro for sure you could buy, but it's also very expensive and also complete overkill. Mm -hmm. And then I saw a bunch of recommendations for Reaper. Like a ton of people are recommending it. It is cross-platform, so it is it has some ugliness in the design. Let's face, let's say that. But it's actually I've tried it, and it's actually a for me very. It was very intuitive, like coming from Audition and other like multi-track tools like that. Very intuitive to use. I got the podcast edit done in absolutely no time. I had like I had to repeat like I had to recreate the template that I'm using, but it's templatable. So you can basically create a template for your projects for podcasts or whatever and then just like create a copy basically. Um so it's that's really cool. Um it has like I mean again I'm probably using 20% of the features, but it's also only like I, I'm trying it for free right now, but the discounted license which is for individuals and for companies that are not making more than I think twenty thousand dollars a year. It's 60 bucks one time. So you can, which I found funny on the purchase page, you can money order a check, a check or money order to, <laughs> to the company still. Wow. And I'm like, oh, interesting. You can buy it with Fastspring and on like online. But if you want, apparently they're still, they, they've been around since 2004, they're in New York. Uh, you can still send them basically money. Just please make sure to include the sales tax. And then if you're in New York and then do that. So. Funny, funny thing. The company has been around for a long time. I've seen like they have a good reputation for like from from musicians and other people. So I think it's a good app, and it's still up being updated. I mean, the last update was February tenth, twenty twenty four. So yeah, this is this is recent. interesting. I mean, yeah, I use really cool. 
It looks very I've simple. Used yeah, mm -hmm. I've used GarageBand. It's just, it's not, it's it's too limited for me. So, see, the problem with GarageBand, I think, is that it was a great tool. I mean, it's still a good tool, mm -hmm. but then Apple went and intentionally hobbled it. Yes, to and... get you to buy Logic, which is fine. Like, yeah, just there's yeah. something in between that's missing, basically. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but does this Reaper look like kind of a cross between GarageBand and Analogic as far as yeah, it's kind of, kind of, yeah. As I said, it's it. I mean, it's very similar to. There's a ton of apps like that out there. Like they're, they're yeah. I mean, they're all doing similar things. And as I said, I found it's it was super reliable. It was very intuitive how to use it. Like the exp the export panel alone is like there's so many options. Like what to export it in and so on. So I'm like, wow, like, do I want a yeah. I don't wave? Do I want flag? Do I want this? Do I want that? Like there was a lot of choices, honestly, which I, for me was fine. I was like, oh yeah, I'll just do flag and be done with it. Um, so set just, it's just a really good audio multi-track audio editor. You can do, like you can do music recordings and so on for it. I think that's the primary purpose for it, but it works really well for, for, um, podcast. And I said for 60 bucks, I'm like, I'll buy it. There's a free trial, so give it a try. Well, they, they even support older versions of Mac OS going way back mm -hmm. to 10.5. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, those are the people that are that are sending checks and money orders to buy yeah, it. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, yes. And yeah. Linux, too. And Windows. Yeah. Yeah. Linux, Windows. So that's, I mean, as I said, you get like, I, I was looking honestly for a Mac native one that has a good UI and I couldn't find anything. And this was kind of the, the one I'm like, I'm, I'm okay with it. Like it, yeah. it works. Yeah. No complaints. Well, check it out. Yeah. I and mean, this, this is impressive. Yeah. yeah. All right. Patrice. That's fine. It's very likely you just sold more copies. Good, good for the company. Mm -hmm. I'll do the trial Please. first. I'll, I'll, I'll get ten percent. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> all right, so uh, my turn, and uh, well, I know you're all expecting me to drop Lego on you today. You, you forgot Chuck. I say you forgot Chuck first. <laughs> oh, it's Chuck's turn. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Oh I saw his look. I'm like. <laughs> You're, you're you're rolling. Go for it. Go for it. All right, fine. Sorry, Chuck. You get you you get to go last today. I'm, but also I'm so sorry about that because I just you're just anxious. Excited. Bless my heart. You were so excited about Lego. You to jump. In. I was so excited yeah. about Lego that I'm not talking about. <laughs> um, all right, yeah, yeah. so I'll, I'll make mine quick so that Chuck has plenty of time for his. Yes. You, you come, yeah. Come Tuesday, the Chuck bot will be bringing down the band hammer. Oh, I, I know. <laughs> it's, I've screwed myself. It's, mm -hmm. it's all on me. Uh, okay. Prompt three. This is uh, from Panic, and Prompt is uh, is an app that they made for iOS that lets you uh, uh, SSH terminal in to your servers. Mm -hmm. And uh, and for me, it became an indispensable tool because it's my preferred way of connecting into my various Raspberry Pis that are doing things headlessly. And uh, so I've been using an iPad to manage my Raspberry Pis via prompt. 
and they just dropped version three, which adds in uh, support for a lot of other protocols that or at least a few protocols that it didn't already support. And, um, and it's uh, faster now, and it now comes with a Mac version as well. So um, it's like the all-in-one, in my opinion, best command line tool for connecting into remote servers and uh, absolutely love it. And now there's a version three out and I can do it from my Mac as well if I want. So prompt three, it's, uh, I want to say $20 a year or uh, $100 for a perpetual license, if, if I'm remembering correctly. Mm -hmm. and, like but that. based on the way I have performed through the show today, you should double check that because I probably have completely screwed up all the pricing. It's $99 for one time, or you can get $13.99 for an, uh, uh, yearly. Uh, I don't know if it's not yearly or if it's monthly. It's a, I think it's an annual thing. So yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. And, uh, it's out and it's awesome and I'm super excited. Apparently I'm so excited that I completely forgot Chuck is here. Chuck, I am so sorry. Oh, that's that's oh, fine. God. Jeff, you listen, as the host, you should be able to pick wherever you want to talk. So you know and, and clearly I just did. <laughs> yeah, well, it's <laughs> you just exercised your rights. I like it. I like it. Man, I'm flexing my my uh my command muscles. All right, oh, wait, so wait, wait. More more command muscles. Chuck. I demand that you tell us about your cool thing. Do it now. Mm -hmm. How was that? I was, I was great. I was a little concerned about what you were about to flex, but that's good. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come Tuesday. Hey, yep. Yeah, just wait for. Hold, Jeff hold on. To let let me reposition hand. the camera. We'll do yeah, this yeah. again. <laughs> no, please don't. <laughs> so, my pick this this week is something that has been out for a while. Um, I, look, I. I have a, a video watching budget um, because we all have so many things we want to watch and I've just budgeted only a certain amount of time. And this group has not helped my budget because I keep adding things to the watch list. So I'm way behind on a lot of what a lot of people are, have been watching. But this week I finished um, for all mankind season four for all mankind. And I feel like this is one of those shows that has not gotten the respect it deserved Yes, the first season if it seemed to start out a little bit slow, but it has gotten better and better. And season four just absolutely blew me away. I am not going to give any spoilers or even hint at any spoilers, except to say that, you know, you you if you need to watch the entire series to pick on on all the subtle nuances of the characters. But if you don't want to do that, you can kind of jump in. And this still is a really, really great season. But I'm I'm telling you, this is a series that is worth your time because it has just gotten better season after season. I don't know if it'll come back for season five. Nothing has been announced either direction. I feel like it's not one of those that it is left you, if they don't bring it back, you're left with this huge cliffhanger. It has a nice logical spot where it ends. It could go on very easily or you could be satisfied with where it is. But yeah. If you if you're looking for something and you're not sure about this or you haven't given it time, I really really strongly feel that this is worth it if you're into this kind of programming. Yeah, uh, don't let the uh, 
the fact that it's alternate history uh, hold you back from experiencing this. Ben, you're absolutely... I, oh, go ahead, Dave. Sorry. No, I struggled with first season one, so I kind of just uh, let it fell off because I didn't think season one was so good. But I, got, I think I better give it a better another chance. Yeah, I... And, and Ben Ben brings up an interesting thing. This is an alternate history thing, um, but now they have jumped past sort of the past history um, or branched off so that it feels a little bit more like it's what I will thing. call. Yeah, that's that's better than I was going to say, Ben. Yeah. So really, it is. It just is that good. I mean, there were still a couple twists in this in this season that I did not see coming, and it's like, oh my. So. Yeah, that was my uh, George Takei impression, though, by the oh way, in case you missed it. Oh, my. Yeah. So I have competition. So, yeah, go check it out. It, it's one more great thing on Apple TV that just gives so much value to that service. Mm -hmm. I have not watched season four. I'm only partway through season three. Um, and uh, Dave, I watched season one and I thought it was fine. Yeah. And then I watched season two. And I thought it was really good. Okay. And yep. then season three, I got partway through and, uh, and there was one episode where everything that was happening, I'm like, this is not these, what these characters would do. I'm having a really hard time with this episode yes. and you get to the end of the episode and I'm like, I need to give this one a break. And, uh, well, and I may go back and finish season three, but I totally get why for a lot of people, season three is even better than season two. And, uh, um, and I'm betting I would probably enjoy season four, but I feel like I need to finish season three before I start season four, because I get how everything has built on everything I've already watched and invested in. Yeah, Jeff. I, mm -hmm. If if you're partway through season three, I would agree with that because then you will you will really get all the impact of season four. Mm -hmm. But if you wanted, to, if you really wanted to just jump into season four, that's fine, you know. But but again, I just I, I agree with both of you on season one. A little slow, but season two was really great and it hooked me, mm -hmm. and I've just carried right on through. Yeah, and I mean it, it gets better and more compelling the further their world gets away from ours yeah and i get that i'm in a minority for people that that um that dropped out where i did mm -hmm. no i'm with you i did the same thing i oh, you know exactly recently... which episode i'm talking about yes i very recently got, went back into it and finished it but like i had the same thing i just stopped like for me it's not a conscious decision i just don't go back to it Oh, for me, it was a very conscious decision. At, at the end of that episode, I was like, yeah, yeah we're just going to let this one sit now. Um, man, I feel like I'm bagging on your pick, Chuck, even though it's a really good pick. <laughs> no, really no, good listen. Pick. I, I really I, like, I, loved the four I, season. I can tell you that. Yeah, I, I, Jeff, I understand why you're bagging on it. Um, because, you know, there, there were some twists and turns and... You know, the only thing I would say in defense of that is I know a lot of people to do things that I didn't expect. So, you know, that seemed kind <laughs> that's of real totally names. fair. <laughs> yeah, we won't call any names, but <laughs> no, I get it. Story of my life. Jack, I didn't expect you to wear a gray sweater. Huh? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm kidding. I mean, as soon as that happened, I was like, I'm out. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, so, so my take without having seen any of season four, and I think I've seen like maybe one trailer for it. It's mm-hmm. getting closer to the expanse than, mm-hmm. th- like, if if you have if you have a sliding scale uh, for all mankind in the expanse, this season has shifted more towards the expanse. Yes, that's not the work. That's- can't stop the work there you go but it's jeff that's an interesting comparison but it it it's a little it's more different. approachable well it's a little it's more so approachable different. because you sort of yeah. know the the political players if you will or the a lot of the 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 forces where with the expanse you sort of have to learn them mm-hmm. well the mm-hmm. difference is yeah. the expanse started in the future like way in the future and for mankind started in the past where from the point that we know and now is beyond that basically mm-hmm. beyond us mm-hmm. today. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, cool. All right, maybe you guys should go ahead and uh, finish up season three, so I can start watching season four. <laughs> yes, you should. I'm but, doing to you what you do to me. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, but I, I still need to, uh, to, um, get through. What is the one you turned me on to recently, Patrice? Halo. I started Halo. watching Halo. Yes. Oh, we 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 need to start our own Halo podcast. <laughs> it's if we did a Halo podcast, it would be it would be a thing where I appear almost uh, bipolar because <laughs> I'm swinging between I'm really enjoying this and what are they doing here? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, this is why we need to do it because I have theories. Theories. <laughs> well, maybe we'll have to do that at some point. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, when you but when you decide to do that podcast, you know that Patrice will be editing it with Reaper. Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yep. I know that's exactly go. what uh, will happen. Yeah, the, yeah, then again, uh, if Re- Reaper's that easy to use, I might even edit it. That's true. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Wow! I I I I I did an episode or two of deconstruct before. You did, yes. One or two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Patrice had the other seventy some odd. <laughs> yes. Jerry had none. Nope. Well, half of the time Jerry didn't show. So, see, he knows how to do his show. Yeah. Easiest way to not have to deal with any of the responsibilities of the show is to not show up. Yeah, correct. <laughs> yep. Um, I Wait, see that with that's why you and this not here. No. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. So, uh, I I think we've squeezed as much out of this show as we can. So yes. it is now yes. time to wrap up. Oh, Charmin. Um. Do you really squeeze stuff out of Charmin? If so, we need to talk you about don't want how you're the using answers. this product. He needs an intervention. Yeah, yeah. No one shake Ben's hand. <laughs> oh. On that note, uh, on that let's note, wrap this up. It's a get out of here, bombshell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Ben. <laughs> I I would shake your hand, uh, but that's. How could I pass up the opportunity to make that joke? Anyhow, Ben, where can people find you? Well, Jeff, 
You can find me at Ben Rithig on social media. Uh, you can find my writings at Rithig.tech on Tuesdays. You can find me on uh, Mac Voices Live with, with Mr. Chuck Joyner, the show that Jeff is about to get banned from. About on to? Thursdays, I think that happened like 20 minutes ago. <laughs> on Thursdays, you can find me on In Touch with iOS with Mr. Dave Ginsburg in his secret location. No, that doesn't happen here. The <laughs> <laughs> different secret location. Yes. Yes, the the other C the other CIA black site, uh, on and of course here every Thursday and Friday you can find me on the Big and Mac shows. Awesome, awesome. All right, Patrice, where can people find you? Well, I'm here every week on the Mac show on Fridays, on the Big Show on Thursdays. Everything I'm doing, all the social media links, the podcast, the projects, literally everything. You can find on my website, thepatrice.com, and um, let's pitch one of my podcasts since we talked about editing. Uh, deconstruct, uh, not deconstruct. Yes, deconstruct. <laughs> Very good. No, 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 no. Food deconstruct is dead. Foodie flashback, foodieflashback.com. You can listen to really cool people that I interviewed about their food-related stories and memories and just everything that goes with that. Awesome. Patrice, I, I am looking forward to learning more about uh, what you're editing with Reaper. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the episodes of Deconstruct we never got to. Right. I think I still have one or two. The lost episode. <laughs> we, we have two, I think, lost episodes. So, yes. Mm -hmm. But they are, at this point, I think, also six years old or something. Yeah. Well, might be dated. Like... Yeah. <laughs> Their time capsules. No, they're probably still valid because yeah. nothing has changed since then. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dave, where can people find you? You'll look, you can find me at in touch with iOS at in touch with iOS.com. The YouTube channel is youtube.com slash in touch with iOS. Um, as Ben mentioned, I'm also I'm also on Mac Voices Live every Tuesday night. Uh, I'm here on the Mac show on Fridays, and uh, you can find me on Mastodon at uh, DaveG65 at Mastodon.cloud. Awesome. Awesome. All right. You can find me at kidding, kidding. <laughs> Chuck, where can people find you? Well hey. done, Jeff. Well done. Uh, MacVoices.com is where you'll find me spending most of my time, uh, except for when I'm here on the Mac show uh, and occasionally on Dave's show. Um, you, Mac Voices Live is 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on Tuesday nights at youtube.com slash TV. With everybody here, Patrice included, when she stays up late and or gets up early, depending on how you look at it. Um, and on all the socials, you can find everything I'm doing as at Chuck Joyner. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Now for reels, uh, you can find me on the social medias as Jay Gamut. I'm active right now on Mastodon, Instagram, and Threads. And uh, then for shows. Uh, I guess up until this week, you could find me on Mac Voices Live, um, <laughs> Chuck Joyner Show, and In Touch with iOS, Dave Ginsburg's show. I, I'm assuming I after today, I have been banned from both, and, and I don't blame either of you. <laughs> um, then uh, here on the British Tech Network, uh, up until this week, you could find me on Thursdays on the Big Show and Fridays on the Mac Show. Actually, who am I kidding? 
with everything that I have done since since I took over interim host for uh, for you and I'm not going to get kicked off for anything. <laughs> Next week on the show, you and a speck. <laughs> okay, no, that would be so funny. <laughs> that would be super funny. You banned your wanker. Watch Jeff. Watch Jeff try to get banned next week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, oh my god! All right. Um, yeah. Okay. So the one show I haven't been banned from yet, but that's because we haven't recorded yet this week is Context Machine. That's a show I do with Brian Chaffin. So, uh, so like later today, I will probably be banned from from. That'll wrap it up. I'll be banned from everything. That's going to clear up take, a lot of time in my schedule. Let me text Brian. And... Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. All right. Anyhow, thank you to all of you for being so awesome and uh, and making my Friday morning so much fun. I just love all of you. If we were together, I'd be giving each of you consensual hugs. And uh, all of you that are watching, listening, live participating in the live chat thank you for being here as well you are all awesome and if and if i ever encounter any of you in real life and you want hugs let me know i have plenty to go around and uh, for everyone that that watches or listens to the shows later thank you for being part of the btn family you are all awesome hey i guess i have hugs for everyone and uh, speaking of hugs ewan thank you for being you and Mueller. Thank you for making sure we have people for shows. Uh, also, thanks to your host for being here and supporting us. Give them online love, people. And uh, speaking of, of love, everyone has to love the Daily News Show. Check it out if you aren't already. Five minutes to get all of the important tech news that you need every morning. And, uh, and then because it's so awesome, go to the BTN website and click the button to uh to donate money to the show because it does take extra resources to make that one happen and uh hey we need some money to make it keep going so do it and uh with that i think it's okay to say that uh, you should join us next thursday for the big show and again next friday for the mac show the exciting thing will be to see who has not been banned and will be here for any roles including interim hosting and and can jeff do the chat part without me. Right, Tune because next you will week. be here. Told yeah. you, we, should, we, 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 we need to record that. that. <laughs> you, you need to record that, Patrice. Well, what I could no, do it's is funny just go and way. cut it out from one of the previous recordings <laughs> and drop record. it in. That's true. I think, I think Patrice needs to do a lyric video for that. You know, get a little background music and then okay. do okay. the message in the lyrics. <laughs> I I am game for this. Yeah, I think that would be great. You know, I'll tell you the only reason that I haven't bothered to to, to take a, a previous recording of Patrice doing the chat thing and putting it into a current show is because that would invo- involve having to edit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyhow, hey, thanks everyone again. Join us next week for the shows. And have an awesome weekend.